My grandpa has the coolest podcast. You gotta listen to it. Or else I'll punch you in the face. You know, if you're able to get inside my brain, you know, and hear <laughs> what my thoughts are, you would understand quickly that they fray in a bunch of different directions. Uh, professionally, I was a hockey player, and now I'm a coach. You know, so one would think that's kind of what I live and breathe, you know, but that's not actually the case. Though I love what I do, there's uh, so much outside of the game that I'm really passionate about. I'm a, I'm a bit of a music and guitar freak, and I love motorcycles and the arts. I even like history and geography through my travels. My podcast is about all of these things, and I speak with some really cool people about some really cool shit that I've met throughout my career. And yeah, you will probably hear the odd hockey story. <laughs> so join me inside my brain, man, and welcome to My Mommy Thoughts. Today is a great day, man. It's sunny here in Vancouver, and I have an absolutely wicked guest for you today. I'm so stoked about it. But before we get into it, I first should mention support from Molly Thoughts is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement and all your below the waist grooming needs. And big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada. For those listeners in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. Actually, I would have made a freaking killing in Japan back when I played there. There was not a trimmer or razor within a thousand miles of the locker room for the Japanese guys. Anyways, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and have the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, it's premium, man. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience this firsthand for yourself and trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DUSTY70 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Let's go. Today is a cool day. It's cool because today I finally cornered this guy this guest to be doing my podcast. He's an ex-NHL, AHL tough guy, kind of a rat, and ooh, goal scorer, big goal scorer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, he is known for being an unreal teammate, which I have actually witnessed firsthand. Since retiring from playing in 2017, this is where it gets cool, he has marketed himself into being one of the most recognized faces in hockey and social media world. He may come across as just a jokester with a bit of a, a crooked schnoz, but he is no joke. This is no joke. Known to almost all the hockey world as Biz Nasty, it gives me great pleasure in welcoming Mr. Uh, Paul Bisnet. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, and sorry that we had to keep pushing this back, but uh, maybe it, uh, it, it was you were able to think of more things to throw in that intro, like goal score. <laughs> Or, or make things up like in the intro, like goal scoring, but uh, it's great to, great to see you again, buddy. And uh, I had such a wonderful time with you in Ontario. And I was actually just uh, talking about you on the Terry Ryan podcast. Um, you know, I experienced a, a few goalie coaches in my day who were like whisperers in <laughs> order to connect with their goalies. And, and it was really cool to see you help turn a few careers around uh, oh, Peter thanks, Buda. Man. 
uh, Budai. I, I don't know how he pronounces it, <laughs> but uh, you know, you know, I'm not the name guy. And also Jack Campbell, who, who's doing amazing right now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah. No, we. It was a lot of fun. That that whole group. That whole group was a special group. It was uh, bunch of great guys. Like I, I, you know, I've played for a ton of teams, coached with a ton of teams, but that group was a, a really tight knit. You know, especially in pro, you got a lot of clicks, a lot of. Uh, uh, it's a business, but they really, you guys really seem to actually really get along. I, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate. I played in the Pittsburgh organization, obviously with the you know, Phoenix Coyotes organization at the time, now, now Arizona, but, uh, and then LA. And I tell you what, they just, they, they were able to draft and, and, and bring in just great character people. And I, I never had a bad experience playing pro hockey with those three organizations as far as the, the people that I was introduced to. And, and I'm, I'm really grateful for it. And uh, it was really cool. Although you weren't around when we won the Calder Cup, we, we yeah. did, you know, we did make a, a run the, the, the next year after uh, to the conference finals and, and, and big in part to, to you helping out our goaltenders. And, uh, and as I said, just a, a, a great time. You scored actually in that conference final. I did. Yeah. I, I, I kicked it in and, and they countered it. So fucking biz the sniper at it again. Yeah. Speaking of Ontario and you know, I wanted to, I told you before we went on here, I wanted to get on, uh, on Stutz because I had him on earlier and he, he wouldn't shut up about you. He went on and on and on. And this is what it was like actually in the, in the office all the time about you. He, you know, we had a lot of good players on that team. But he, there's something about you. He loved you, although in practice he didn't love you. No, I was a drill buster, <laughs> and I was sure he 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 lost. He definitely turned gray a lot quicker because of Biz, and I think that all started when I played for him in junior, and then of course uh, he was able to uh, to to resurrect at least my career for a little bit when we played uh, when I played for him in uh, in Manchester and Ontario. Yeah, I. Uh, like I'll dive into it right now. Obviously, I have a, a he has a special place in my heart. I was mm-hmm. in a tough spot because I, I I I came out of the NHL after playing five seasons, and I I couldn't get a contract. Ended up signing a PTO with um, Arizona's farm team, and it just didn't work out there in Portland. Yeah. And I'll never forget we actually played against Manchester one of the games where they traveled, and I went and said hi to him after the game in the hallway. And I just had this feeling inside that it, it wasn't working out there. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't really gelling with that group and, you know, for whatever reason it was. And it, it's almost like I could sense that. Um, and I said, Hey, if, if something happens here, you know, if you guys, you know, need another guy around to protect these, all these skill guys you have, cause they had an unbelievable team. That yeah. Year. Yeah. And, you know, I know they already had Josh Grattan and, and also um, Sabrin. Who's, mm-hmm. who's doing awesome now with the Leafs know, as well. Man. He just got called up running AHL goaltenders and <laughs> getting called up the next day. But uh, I'll never forget. I got the phone call and they said, Hey, we're releasing you from your PTO. And, and I first phone call was, was to Futes and Stutz. And I said, Hey, I'm in a bit of a tough spot here. I said, if you got any, any, any opportunity for me, I'd love to come try to make it work there. And uh, they ended up reaching out to Dean Lombardi yeah. And, uh, and I'll never forget, they called back and they said, Hey, come on down. We'll, we'll, we'll get you a PTO. And, uh, and this is like legitimately, I think the same day. And, and I was, once again, I was, I was in a pretty dark spot. I was basically depressed, like, Holy shit. Like, what am I, yeah. I going to do with my Could life? Be right over. Now? Yeah. Yeah. It's over. It's all over. And, uh, and, uh, they said, Hey, we talked to Dean Lombardi. He, he said, it's fine that you come in we'll see how things work, but he's got one rule to stay the fuck off Twitter. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, for sure and that's kind of when i I took a a bit of a hiatus from from social media for a while there but it it it, it was the probably the probably overall the best year of my life playing hockey and and i'll never forget that group of 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 individuals who who resurrected what what i think is my life really yeah no it was a special group it really was it was um there's there's every so often you run into a team where you especially when you're just a coach and I was just watching you guys. Uh, it was fun to watch you guys. It actually was fun to watch you practice together, hang out together. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool group. We had such a great, great group of young guys too, that came up and, and that's just a credit to that organization, how they were able to to draft and find these guys. And then of course develop. And uh, 
yeah, those, those years were very special. And, and, the, and the old guys and young guys had a great bond. We all lived basically in the same complex too, across from where the rink was. And not uh, a bad spot. Eh? Oh, it was such a fun <laughs> spot. And of course, living in California, it wasn't too bad other than the state tax bending us over in the American <laughs> hockey league, but uh, just a, a great setup. And, and once again, very grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was funny. Cause speaking of that, those couple of years there that we were together, um, I was thinking about some, some stories and I remember, uh, having to go, I used to practice quite a bit to take, give boots or, or, or soupy, uh, rests and whatnot and, and, uh, go on the ice. And I remember, uh, there was like an optional skate and you, you were out there and, and I skated and whoever the other goalie was, I can't remember, but, uh, we're on the ice and we did a scrimmage and, and you actually, you scored a goal and we're in practicing in that shit rink that other rink not the the ice box yeah <laughs> we're practicing at that rink and like so there's nobody there it's freezing cold and nobody really wants to be there and you score a goal in a in an optional skate and you're like selling down the ice and i was like this is a special cat <laughs> this is a special dude i didn't get many buddy you had to you had to enjoy the ones that where you're able to find the back of the net so uh no i mean i pretty much uh majority of my professional career at least when i got to the nhl level was, was spent playing three on three with the coaches so <laughs> that was usually when i had my time to shine yeah you made you made sure of that for sure the other story that was i thought was really cool was i can't remember when it happened but when you came to me uh and you asked if uh you had a buddy of yours that wanted uh to know if i'd be interested in uh giving him one of my masks scott wheeler John right? Wheeler or John Wheeler. John Wheeler. Jeez, yeah, I, got, yeah. I know I have another buddy, Scott. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And it, it ended up being such a cool story. Like, like one of the coolest things for me and you're like, yeah, yeah. He, uh, he collects masks and, and, uh, wants to know if, if you'd be willing to give up one of your masks. And I said, right, sure. I talked to him and it turns out this guy, uh, he's got an interesting story, but like he worked at, I guess for Apple or whatever yeah, he Apple. said, he would, you know, fit, hook you up with some Apple shit and whatnot. And he, so I, I said, I contacted him and, and then uh, he's, he's like, I heard you're, he's on my Insta and he said, you play guitar. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I know, I know the vice president of Schecter and Fender and all these guys. And I'm like, Oh, oh he is so connected. It's crazy. So, so one thing led to another. And then uh, he's asking me what, you know, what guitars I like. And I, I anyways, the VP at Schecter Guitars in the in the head place in LA, uh, he got me hooked up there. He told me to pick a guitar. I went into LA, the, their warehouse, where they customized their guitars, and he took me on a tour. They took me on a tour. They he gave me like a twenty five hundred dollar guitar. Uh, a MacBook Pro. Uh, John gave me a MacBook Pro for that mask I gave him. Oh my god! Yeah, he is. He is a very generous <laughs> person. He is obsessed with Goldie masks. So oh, it's insane. I he, he sent me pictures of his collection, and you would think it was a picture out of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Now, what's even crazier is he has a buddy who has an even bigger collection than him. And I don't know if he, he ended up sending you pictures from his buddy's collection. No, I, I, I'm. I think he's got a bunch of Hashik uh, helmets with the crazy paint yeah, jobs yeah, when yeah. he was in Detroit on the, yeah, that, yeah. that weird helmet that he uh -huh. wore. And it, it's, you know, that's one thing about uh, hockey that kind of separates itself from the other sports, as far as the memorabilia is concerned oh, yeah. is the goalie mask is just something that is, is so fascinating. And you even have one right behind you is like, that's what they used to wear <laughs> yeah, yeah. before they were wearing nothing. Yeah. You know, or, or excuse me, after they were wearing yeah. nothing. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting thing. And he, he is a very, very connected guy. It's crazy. I yeah. had like every, I looked on his Insta and every, every other picture he's hanging with someone famous. And so that's like, that's one thing that I've, I've always wanted to ask you. Cause I, I have talked to Sean Burke about it now. I'm credit due to the guys who, who, you know, resurrected their own careers, but ultimately it's done with the help of others as well. And you just seem to be able to connect with Boods and then Campbell to a certain degree to where they felt comfortable. And that dialogue and communication is one of the reasons why they were able to get back to the top level that they played at. 
how does how does that even begin when you're introduced to a new a new project well i you know i can't speak for all coaches but the way i coach uh is primarily based on rapport and that connection right so, you know i know what I, I know what i'm talking about i know how to you know I, i'm up to date with all the new stuff that's coming out and all the, all the technical shit but uh I believe personally for me and how I have success is my ability to connect. And, and I find that first and pri primarily the main thing that has to happen before I can teach. And uh, that's what I'm good at. And so with those kinds of projects, I find if I can get it, them to trust me and, and, and have faith in me uh, and we really connect and then I can get into their heads a bit and find out, you know, what's holding them back or what, like with Boods and they had different stories, but similar in the sense that they had totally lost their way. Boods and, and Sue. Like Boods, Boods, I played against him the year before when he was with the Ice Caps. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think he had a single win that season before. Zero. Zero wins. And he went from that to being yeah. the goal, AHL goaltender of the year. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, it's kind of. It was funny because, you know, I was with Winnipeg the year before, before I signed with LA, I was with Boots. I had Boots. So in St. John's, so he gets traded from Montreal to Winnipeg. He gets sent straight to the American League. So he's an eight-year NHL backup vet that gets sent straight to the HL. And I could tell right away that he had a huge issue, like uh, not, you know, th that he was somebody that was getting fucked, you know, basically. And, 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 uh, it, it kind of dragged heavy on his back all year and it got worse and worse, especially cause we had hell, I had Helly there too, Hellebuck and Helly started, he was a rookie and started playing good and started getting wins. And then every time Boots wouldn't win, it just got a little bit heavier and a little bit heavier. But the thing was, he was, oh, you could tell he was just trying to work harder to get up. That's all he cared about where he should be. He shouldn't be in the American League. And then when he had that awful season and he called me when I signed with LA and he said he had a possible PTO with us there in LA, uh, he asked if it'd be a good situation because they had so many good goalies. And I said, you know, it could be, it, it could be great, but you're going to have to leave that shit at the door. I said, you got to start fresh and new like you're nobody and, and earn your spot and have fun playing and just let's just go out and play and have fun. And uh, if you can truly do that, then I said, I can totally help you and we can get this train going again. And <laughs> I had no idea how fast it would happen, but man, that was a year. That was a year, man. He had like, he was under two, six, eight percentage, most shutouts in the league. And then the next year he had most NHL shut, shutouts in the NHL. I, I, like I witnessed Mike Smith do it one year. I, I would put that on par with, with a summer. Obviously the NHL is the NHL, but the run that Boots went on, it was like every game, it was like, boys, if we get two, we're winning. <laughs> and and I, usually we would get three or four because we had such a solid squad, yeah, but yeah. It, it was, and so I was just so, so interested in like, and you know, at the time is like, you kind of just like, Hey, I don't really want to talk to the goalie about that. I just want him staying in whatever fucking zone he's in because <laughs> yeah. it's a lot more enjoyable around this locker room when this guy's kicking the way he's kicking. Yeah, so yeah. whatever Dusty's doing, I'm keep, keep, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing, Dusty. But so, so obviously being at the point that he was at, was, was it easy for him at that point to take that advice to when you're like, you need to leave all that at the door? Was he finally in the place where he's like, it's, it's, it's gone, whatever, whatever you're going to say, I'm going to listen to, cause that's how vulnerable he was in his career. You know, you'd have to ask Boots, but I don't want to take all the credit. Like I, I'd love to, but, yeah. uh, but you know, I think a lot of it is kind of similar to, um, someone like an alcoholic or an addict that hits bottom. Uh, sometimes you can say all the right things to the people, but it isn't until they're kind of put in a place where they're like, Holy fuck. Like you, you're that year. You're like, it could be over. I think he was, he was right there when that summer before he came to LA, he was like, Holy shit. <laughs> no one's knocking on my door after that shit season. And when he called me, he, that was part of him being open. Like 
I, I, I'm good at getting people to open up, but that would have something to do with it for sure. That, that feeling of I've got nothing like this is it. I, I either, I either open up and change or do, you know, follow a different path or I'm fucked, you know? I'm so it, it was essentially, it had little to nothing to do with any of his mechanics. It was strictly the mindset and, and with the, boots. Yeah. With boots, hundred percent soupy, soupy, uh, well that, that, so that's a different yeah. case. And, and then, yeah. it, you know, obviously with the success that boots had, and like you said, man, like credit to the credit to him, he worked his nuts off. Oh, yeah. There was not a, in practice, you weren't scoring one easy. Yeah. He was fighting for every puck and then, and then he advances and everyone's so happy for him. And we're like, Oh shit. Now we got to get a new sick goalie to help us out to, <laughs> to win here. And then Jack Campbell, who I think that at that point, I, I feel like Dallas had maybe given up on him yeah. and then he comes over and then you're able to, 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 to get what, what was his, what was his thing? Well, he actually up upstairs was a lot more challenged as far as where he was in his life in general. He was messed up, and when we we picked him up uh, for not not a big trade for especially for a first rounder. Yeah, uh, it was pretty much uh, nothing that we were taking a flyer on him. Uh, they were you know thought Lombardi uh, thought if I could get my hands on him and turn him into something great you know, but they weren't giving up a lot. Uh, so I actually, we flew him to Vancouver in the summer before camp. And I just hung out with him for a week and we, we skated and worked out and shit, but it was about the, just connecting with him and, and kind of feeling out where I needed to go with him. And I found out very fast exactly what was up. And, uh, we just, I just told him we needed, and this might sound you know cheesy or whatever, but he, he really didn't like himself as a person. He felt like a failure because he, he had these such high expectations. Yeah. First rounder. And you feel overall, like like he, he thought he should be in the NHL at 19. Right and a starter by 20 kind of thing. And he was very goal oriented. So he really felt like a failure. And I, I just had to dial him back and say, Hey, if you can uh, trust me and, and, and learn to listen to what I've say, as far as just loving yourself and let's just have fun around the game and working on the game and not worry about where he needs to end up. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt that he's, he's super he's sick talent, right? but he was totally lost in the net and he didn't even know who he was anymore. So I just kind of told him, you know, when you were playing your best hockey and I've told this in the interviews before, you know, what did, what did you play like? And he was like, Oh, I was athletic and, and uh, I love making big saves and shit. And I said, well, that's not you now. I, I was skating with him in the summer. I said, he was skating like Helly and him and Helly skated in the summers. <laughs> They're buddies. And, but Helly's not like soup. Helly's a, you know, rigid, more uh, technical. technical. Yeah. Soupy's uh, uh, not like that. And I said, you got to be you, man. And when he felt that he had someone that believed in him to let him just be himself, fuck, he took off, man. Oh, my <laughs> Another goodness. fast. Like, I, I was took so a lot of credit. Because <laughs> you can tell he's such a, he's such a kind soul. You kidding me? And, crazy. And, yeah. And like, hey, man, there's. You know, I I was a I was an insecure player too by the end. Like, you know, I just fucking shoveled the puck <laughs> around and you know, I was just didn't want to fuck up, right? And yeah. and yeah, and to see to where when he came in to where where he was, it was like I was like watching boots again. I'm like, this guy not only works his bag off, but he's completely found his game. Yeah. And you could tell he was just getting so much enjoyment out of thriving in his in his position again. And 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 also to see him move on and have all the success that he's had, I'm like, okay, like what the what kind of fucking potions is Dusty? But <laughs> I mean, give me some of these fucking potions, Dusty. <laughs> but I don't it was think great he... to see, man. And 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 as a as a guy who got to reap some of the benefits from the team success based on what you did, man. I I mean, thank you very much for for all the help that you gave those guys, man. Oh. Thanks. It was cool. Fun. It was cool Thanks. to watch, man. As much as I didn't want to interfere at the time, I was definitely wondering <laughs> what the fuck was happening. <laughs> Stutz was similar. He was actually good. He was awesome as far as letting me just do my thing. Yeah. He would, he would rip on me all the time. And if you, if you ever listen to the, the pod he did with me, he laid into me a bunch and I put it out there. Cause I think it's hilarious. 
but he went he about how you know how the 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 typical coach, you know, you put in seven to freaking six in, in the, at night and act like you're working, but you're not. Well, I was never into that. <laughs> and I would always be, as soon as I was done with boots or whoever, I'd be gone, right? And he used to just drive him crazy. Oh, he was a rink rat. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He loved it. He was there at fucking five in the morning in his stupid Crocs <laughs> with his tracksito on you know, just finding something to be upset about. And then, you know, God forbid we didn't have a player, a, a, a team leadership meeting at least a couple of times a week. So he could be like, you know, why do we give up this PK goal when we were up five, one in the third period in fucking Bakersfield, huh? What's happening with our PK? And it's just like, okay, Stutzy. All right. Yeah. Vent it. All right. You want to get the paddle out? Fucking Christ. <laughs> He was intense. I'll give you that. I loved it. I love it. It was, it was, it was great. It was so funny because we're so opposite. And the dynamic in that office, actually, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, between him and and uh <laughs> and and uh Heider. Heider? Yeah, Heider and him. And uh and also, oh my goodness, remember our video coach? Oh my okay. god. Oh, we had some he was late a couple of <laughs> times after partying in LA. Yeah, we just we had so many funny little storylines going on in that locker room. It was great. Yeah, totally cool. Hey, I was going to ask you a little bit more. You know, I'll kick myself if I don't ask you. Uh, <clears throat> you go from playing hockey and this thing takes off for you. Like, it, like it's insane, man. Yeah, yeah things have, have definitely taken a bit of a wild ride. Like, did I ever expect it to, you know, the podcast and, and, and it, to, it to evolve and this sort of thing. And I guess the way to describe it, Dusty, is like, you know, I, the, the experience of, um, of, of when I was let go off that PTO was scary. Cause you're like, Oh my goodness. Like my, my livelihood could be stripped from me any second. So I yeah. just, when it, when I, when I was finally, when I knew it was all coming to an end the last season, when I tore both my ACLs and, you know, I had, I had to come to, to grips with the fact that it was all ending. I think that fear just led me to put my head down and just, just, just where, wherever the road was going to take me, just put the work in and, and I'm still kind of in that mindset of like, I'm, I'm putting my head down and I'm not looking up for at least another four or five years here. Like to right. say, I would say minimum just because, yeah, I just, I, I never want to, I, I never want to get back to feeling the way I felt, uh, whether it was on my couch before even signing the PTO with the Coyotes to go to the American League and that exact same feeling that I was left when they let me go off of that and uh, I think that uh, I think we all just get carved out in our lives from our experiences, and 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 what I took away from that was was a, was a lot of fear, and uh, and that mm -hmm. fear has kind of led me down that path to just continually work and 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 to try to try to you know keep moving forward and, and distract my mind with 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 doing fun things. It's great that you combine doing it with something that you actually like to do. Yeah. And, and that's another thing too. And, and I think that I'm very fortunate in the fact that I got to stay around the game and something that I'm very comfortable with Yeah. because it's, it's, it's hard, man. You see a lot of guys who, when they retire, they just, they, they you know, they, 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 they don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't have an education. I mean, I got my, my grade 12 and, you know, so like right away, a lot of options are closed off. I mean, there's, there's other ones there, but I also don't want to sit in an office. I want to be able to use my creativity and, and, yeah. and kind of, you know, um, I, I want to get to pick what I want to do. Yeah. I want, I want that freedom. Freedom is everything. So it's, uh, it's been very, I've been very fortunate that the, it's led me to the podcast and, and being around the group of guys that I get to work with. Uh, I'm grateful that the other people off the, um, away from the podcast, like I, I met a guy named Jeff Jacobson, uh, in Vancouver, who was, was a friend before anything. And he kind of became my business manager and he's brought me all these other crazy opportunities, um, and as I said, I've just put my head down and, and not said no to a lot. And, and it's brought me to the place that I am now. And just, that's uh, sick. yeah, that's, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. That's sick. It's, it's awesome when that kind of stuff can happen to, to good people. You know, that's what, like when I see soup right now, uh, doing what he's doing, uh, it, it just makes me feel good when good people, ha when good shit happens to good people. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and, and in some cases you see like those experiences of, of, of being left felt the way that he was feeling at that point in time where he was a failure. I'm sure that he's extremely grateful that he got put in, in, in the circumstance that he did with you 
because he probably looking back and he's like, if I didn't have Dusty and I wasn't put into that situation, and if Dean Lombardi, you know, didn't take that uh, that risk on me, where where is he? I don't know. And well, he, and he was going to quit. That to, just to hear that is yeah, he was quitting. It's funny how the world has a, a way of working <laughs> itself out. Crazy, eh? Like unreal when you look back. Like, and he's gonna when he looks back after his career's done, he's really gonna look back and go. Oh. Can you like I was this? I bet close. you he tries not to. I bet you he's <laughs> like I don't want to look back to to that to where I was until yeah. it's really all over because yeah. he doesn't want to go back to feeling the way that he did. Yeah, and the the, the gratitude and the 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 humility, uh, being uh, humble uh, about what has happened for you and and moving forward and and the, that gratitude is very important. And he's like he has that in spades. Oh, he is so humble. So I, I, I don't think he's done either, man. If he gets, when, when he gets healthy, uh, I don't think he's done. Uh, I, I still believe he can be a number one. Um, I, I've said it from the beginning. I think, I don't know how many people believe me yet, but uh, I think it, he'll just keep doing what he does. And if he gets his shot, I think he can, he can really help some boys. I'm looking forward to it. And then we'll get him on the podcast one day. I know right now he's like, Hey, maybe when it's all said and done, but he just wants, he wants to put his head down and keep working to achieve exactly what you just said. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't have, I haven't had on soup or Cal. Uh, um, actually I talked to Cal yesterday and, uh, he, he was pretty stoked that you're coming on. Cause uh, he, lo- he loved the stats one. So he can't, he goes, I can't imagine what the biz one's going to be like. So. He, hey, he's a special goaltender too. Oh. I kept stuts. kept raving about him. I, I unfortunately had retired, so I didn't get yeah. to experience him, but uh, he, he just kind of has this, like, he seemed like a bit of a throwback. You know, uh, he, he's different in the sense that uh, when he came to me, uh, he had a, up here, he, he, he was put together. Like, he didn't need me for, for that at the beginning. Uh, it was more so the next year when the team was not very good. He was, he was getting like lit every night, like 50 shots and, uh, you know, just to keep him on the tracks. So that's where I helped him more. But that guy is put together as far as uh, uh, an elite uh, player. Like, you, he, so he's going to be a starter? I, oh, yeah. Because I, I think it's I think it's I think it's great when when guys that are young coming up have the ability to learn off a guy like Jonathan Quick and and share the net to where all the focus isn't on you. Yeah, that's it, probably a positive thing, right? Right. Well, the first year we we brought him in, uh, uh, we split Soupy and him. So Soupy the year before was the uh, all star in the American League, played every game. So you know Stutz is. Yeah, he did the same thing with Boots, and when he had Soupy, he played him every game. But then the next year, we brought in Cal, and we had this situation. And uh, you know, I, 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 we, we uh, smoothed it over and, and said this can be a really good thing for both of you if you treat it the right way. You know how goalies are. You oh, that's that be would bad. be tough, man. That would be tough balancing yeah. personalities and. You know, I mean, any anyone who's going to be successful to any degree, especially when it comes to sports, is type A. Yeah, like you have to want it. Yeah, but but I told them, I said, if you both play thirty five games and play great and and pump each other up, you're going to play those thirty five games awesome, and even better than you might have played sixty, uh, and you're just going to be a great teammate. Learn how to be a great teammate. Yeah, that's important. And they both. That year, Cal made the all-star team. Soupy gets called up, and um, everybody's for the better. <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. You worked it out. You're like a marriage counselor now. <laughs> hey? They, they used to joke, uh, some people, uh, Lisa Dillman, you ever remember Lisa? She interviewed, she's an yeah. athletic reporter. Yeah. Lisa used, Lisa used to call me like uh, the dr phil or someone did call oh, me yeah. dr phil of go the goalie whisperer well that's <laughs> you know i got to experience sean burke who did it and then and then you and so I, i've always been very intrigued and we actually had jeff merrick on the podcast recently and he's like can you believe that that like think of where goalie where the goaltending position i is saw that and, i listened and, to that pod yeah in this short period of time he's like to think that these guys didn't have their own coach is fucking nuts well even to this day i've uh, can, compared to the the regular coaches and stuff, how far behind you know we're catching up 
Like we're on constant catch up as far as the importance of the, 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 the role of coach and whatnot. And it's always been considered the most important position yet uh, in, in, for most of the history, it's been just stop the fucking puck. <laughs> look, look, and he made a, another great point on there. He said, look at the correlation to anybody who's one of Jack Adams, go show me what their goalie save percentage and goals yeah. against was in there. Yeah. It's, they should he said they should change the name to goalie instead of hockey <laughs> yeah he was he was buzzing on there but uh it's uh, a, it, it was remarkable to see and uh it, it, it was cool i got to experience it at both levels too yeah it's funny with uh with jeff right after um we were trying to get i was trying to get you to come on and get you set up and whatnot i uh jeff and i were speaking as well and he said yeah sure i'll come on and then I, I kind of explained who I was having on this month. And he said, uh, I'll, I'll come on after biz. And I said, okay, cool. And then the next week he was on your fucking podcast. I was like, <laughs> yeah. Was oh like, yeah. You, you get, it's like the big rotation, eh? Oh, everybody. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's like, awesome. you know, the, the interactions and, and the conversations and what people are, are able to, to bring in other people. That's, that's why I said like, people are like, Oh, like, all these hockey podcasts are popping up. I'm like, it's great. Because oh, yeah. you know certain experiences that one guy had with another guy is going to get on are different than 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 another one, and and the more the merrier, and and the more the the, the game grows as well. It's it's really cool too, because I'll, I'll be honest. Since you know I I left Russia, I didn't go back this past season. Uh, there's a there's a lot of downtime, man, for me, and it it, it was getting tough, and it is tough right now. So this kind of stuff for me. Uh, is why I kind of started it in the first place. It's just very therapeutic. It's fun for me. And my pod isn't hockey per se. A lot of my connections are hockey related, but like I, like I said, I, I would, I'm a music, I'm a musician. So I would love to have musicians and just talk with people, cool people, man. I got to put you in touch with the, uh, the Jay Weinberg. I need to, that one's a hundred percent I want because he's also a goalie. Yes. And he's a, a a great guy, and you guys could even jam out because he's playing the drum. You, we, we could start a band. I'll be the singer. <laughs> I got a great voice. He la, sounds la, like la, a la, cool. La, la. He sounds like a cool shit. He's he's the man. I'll, I'll I'll put you in touch with him to get him on. Now you just mentioned that you're going to Russia a lot. No, when I you know I was in the K last year. Well, the, now it's a whole year now. I, the year before I was in the K. I went left LA, went to the 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 team that was located out of beijing i can't talk about that whole yeah situation. i know it was a tough situation unfortunately but, but uh the year in general was great like it was fucked up <laughs> it's weird it was weird there's so many so many stories but overall i love the the whole experience of it all and yeah the k the k is different but oh it's a different league isn't it yeah oh yeah did you yeah. do any russian gas when you were there <laughs> no <laughs> Nothing. You didn't get getting any of that. Now, so were you spending most of your time in Beijing, or were you traveling with the team to other uh, countries I was and with them through? The, that, that was different than my development role back in the NHL. Like I, I would kind of bounce around, but with that team, I was with them. I was with them the whole time. Well, I'm sure you can talk about your experience of traveling. And, yeah. And oh, what, yeah. What it, was it, was it pretty cool to get to experience and go to all these different places? Oh, it was unbelievable, but it, unbelievable in many ways, like shits, shit show sometimes, awesome sometimes, horrifying sometimes. Like it was just all over the map. Like I, I was talking with uh, I had, I had the, a reporter on last episode, Jillian. She's with the KHL, but she's from Jersey. And uh, we were telling some stories and, you know, just about the, the differences. You go from the Ritz type of a hotel to... <laughs> To absolute like you wouldn't even believe biz well i'm sure you've heard but like it's crazy what, what, what was the name of the place they had to stay at the night before games there was a name for it not the brothel it was uh <laughs> it was called like the 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 the, the, the baza is it called the baza i don't know oh wit talks about it all the time where they would you would basically stay at like an army bunker to be away from your family and like lights oh, out by nine. Oh yeah. Our team didn't have to do that. We had all American uh, Canadian American coaches, right? It was Kurt Fraser, Steve Casper, myself, Kobe Alexei was the only uh, not uh, North American coach, but uh, 
Yeah. So we made sure that we didn't do any of that shit, but I will say this, we did try one Russian thing as the year ended because we got stuck. We, when we left in January, because that COVID thing all kind of exploded, we were leaving packing just a travel bag being told that we're no, we're actually never coming back. (laughs) So we played the rest of the year on the road in Russia. So we, we, based in a hotel in Moscow and then traveled everywhere for the rest of the year. But uh, it was kind of, uh, it was an interesting life, an interesting year. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say that, but there's a lot I've of never cool. been to Moscow. I, I heard what? It's, it's, yeah, I heard it's just, that it's, part's a, it's cool. a super city. Yeah. I heard it's unbelievable. Yeah. And the restaurants <laughs> and, and uh, some of the other, other places that you can go to have fun. Yeah. Maybe not you, but some of the other players. Yeah. Well, Hey, I always, I joke about it because it, uh, back in the day, uh, yeah, that would not have been a good place for me. <laughs> Too much part. Exactly. I would have, my career would have been over in like three weeks if I was over there. Yeah. And I come from, I come from a, a time too. Like even when you played the biz, I always marveled you guys, even though you partied and shit, you guys were, very responsible, great shape. I made sure, you know, you, you worked out all the time. Like I, I, if you count my junior days, I played in the eighties, nineties and two thousands junior and pro. So I come from a time where it was (laughs) play hard, party harder. It was like nonstop. And you go to, you go to training camp to train, basically you get back in shape. I was uh, I was partying quite a bit during my NHL days. That's uh, yeah. you know, when I when I especially when I got to Phoenix. Um, when I was playing with uh, Manchester, there was still a little bit. When I got to Ontario, it slowed down quite a bit. I just couldn't recover. But you would see the young guys be going out on like the Mondays and the college nights and, and having yeah, a good yeah, time. Yeah. But but as you said, they would always show up ready to work and yeah, sweat it yeah. out. I, I didn't really have an option with Stutz. So he would and we always have those bag skates. He loved his bag skates. <laughs> there was a. Um... Was it Augs? <laughs> oh yeah. He, there was a few times when when guys would show up hungover and and yeah they the Augie especially because he was such a big guy and it was probably could, hard controlling those big ass hide feet. It. No, he could not hide it. And that was reeked. hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. We had some characters on that squad. Big time. Big we had time. half the Guelph Storm organization drafted to our team. That was the big running joke in the office, actually. Augie. No, the the Guelph, the whole connection there, yeah, with the Guelph Storm and Zach Leslie, drafting. Nick Ebert, yeah, uh, you, Justin Auger. Who else? That might have been it for the Guelph guys. At least yeah. by the time I was there, Hyder. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I think they won. I think they might have even won an OHL championship together. Crazy, crazy. Um, hey, bud, I won't. I don't want to keep you too long here. I. I know that you, you were saying like, you're, you're just busting these out today all day long. Um, what, uh, what do you got planned down the road here? Anything special? No, we're, I mean, we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing the podcast. We, we, you know, we, we've been pushing a lot more video content. We, we started doing these sandbaggers. So I saw it's that. Really, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really whatever, whatever opportunity comes our way. And, you know, I, I like to try to be as creative as possible and, and entertain the following that we do have. We're, we're trying to bolster our YouTube channel as well. And ultimately it just comes down to, to how much freedom I can have and, and what I want to do down the road. You know, you have to, Barstool has been a great partner and yeah, you know, yeah. I think that our podcast has earned their trust. And, uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe do some, some fun shows down the road, maybe like a, like a, a, a movie, more things like I did with biz, but biz does BC. I do enjoy being in front of the camera and I do really like the creative aspect and having control in how you can manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Like I sit down with my buddy Pasha and, and we, we edit all this stuff together oh, yeah? and, oh, it is, it is, I, I, there's nothing more fun than putting something together, filming it. And then trying to manipulate it to the best final product as possible. And you could see if if you if if anybody who's listening has watched the Sandbaggers, which started with Crosby and McKinnon in Halifax with one camera, which was Pasha, my buddy, filming. And we started, I think, on hole three and filmed the rest of the round. And you know, whatever shots we had, we we made it into something. To what Sandbagger six was and was the last one that came out where there's drone footage and 
you know, we have, we have, you know, we got, we got Taylor made and, and Peter Millar as sponsors now, which, you know, we have a golf, we have a, a high brand golf sponsorship. And, and, and with that, we're able to have a five man camera crew. We have two sound guys, we have drone footage. Um, you know, we're able to get, you know, just as big a name. I mean, not bigger than Sid and Nate really, but you know, we, we got a donor in, in Tyson national last one. And then it's the humor aspect. So we're trying to make these look as, as, as good as possible and, and eventually make other things that we do look as good as, as possible as well. Whether it's going to be, I would love to go back to England where I played during the lockout and do a documentary on the league there about right. how it all operates. You know, that's yeah, just yeah, one yeah. idea I have that I want to do. Well, how do I do that? Well, we have to earn enough trust to where I have the creative control where someone's going to trust me with a certain budget to where I'm able to go over there and do so. And, and that's just, I talked about it earlier. I'm just going to keep putting my head down and working and, and, you know, hopefully eventually find myself in these situations where, you know, we can continually make and, and create these, these really cool things for hockey fans to enjoy. The, that is so cool. Especially when you said that you enjoy doing that part of it, not just. That's well, buddy, that that's the most enjoyable part is, is the editing because that, that means all the work is done. Because mm-hmm. organizing it, going there, putting the time, and and you know, I I get very nervous because you're you're not only asking for trust in with a with a pretty big budget. Well, mm-hmm. as it scales up, it's big, right? Yeah. Um, but you have to get in front of the camera and, and somewhat perform, and you're yeah. hoping that this idea that you've created in your mind, that you've put pen to paper and trying to execute, comes to fruition. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's been certain things that haven't been as good as others, but, uh, you know, ultimately you give it your best and, and you, and you learn as you go. And you know, I did that Watson gloves commercial. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, yeah I saw it. Uh, we also did a, a one for McDonald's where they reached out where I was like Peter man's biz, but the, 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 the more freedom you get and the, and the bigger budgets, the more, t- the more members of a team you can add to relieve pressure off, not only yourself, but ultimately if you prepare enough in advance the 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 chances that it's going to be executed properly are are much higher and i thought that we did a very good job and you know it it takes a village it's not just me it's it's the team that we assembled very cool you know what before i forget and i i can't believe i almost forgot this because one of the coolest things that actually maybe the coolest thing that ever happened to me in my career um, might even been playing included was uh, you were uh, with me uh, when I backed up Jonah. That's right. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up is, is because I'm going to, to promote this, I'm going to show the footage. <laughs> I think, I can't remember who showed it. I did an interview the next day uh, with, uh, I think it was NHL network. I did it with a bunch, but anyways, I, it was on TV and, and the, the, the preview to, to them talking about this great story was you coming out on to warm up and me following you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Out of the tunnel. I remember that in Ontario. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm, and I was like, there's, that's the one time Biz and I were stepped on the ice together. I didn't know. I, I I don't know if I was superstitious about it, but I was usually one of the last guys. But that's probably because I was so slow getting ready because I would I would leave it to last <laughs> minute, and that was just in my nature. But uh, yeah, it was great, man, and and uh, we shared some amazing memories. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, at some point, I would love to get you on the Spit and Chicklets podcast to to basically just talk about the the how how you help these goalies find their way. And, and anytime, as much as you want to downplay it, it was it was really cool to witness. Uh, you know, you guys work together in order to help the team have success. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And I thanks so much for coming on. Of I had course. a great time catching up with you, man. I, I, uh, I've been waiting a long time to do it, but I appreciate that you finally took the time. I know it's a, it's a shame we couldn't talk more about Stutzy, but I'll just go and reiterate <laughs> what I said is, is he, he's, he's my favorite coach I ever had. I talked about it on the Terry Ryan podcast and, you know, he, he was, a. Uh, Towards the end of my career, I think he was a little bit more lenient on me, although maybe not in practice like we talked about, but especially in junior. And, and I, I, I really enjoyed how hard and how hard he was on us and the accountability that he instilled in us because I think that I've really been able to, to bring that in my post-career and well, he's kind of cool. carved me out to the person that I've been as, as far as from a professional standpoint yeah, yeah. because, you know, when you, when you, when you aren't 
paying attention to details and you aren't putting as much effort as you should be in, I think that you, there's like a level of guilt that comes associated with that. And I think that him making us aware of that has, has helped me in, in my post career get to where I've gotten. And I'm always, I always talk about Stutzy and how much he meant to me. Very cool. I'm sure he'll be like oohing and on over that. Oh God, he's gonna be on his fucking jet ski at his uh, at his lake house, fucking buzzing around like uh, like uh, who's the, who's the guy eastbound and down? What's his name? Fucking uh, Kenny Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Stutzy and his jet skis. And his his uh, Crocs. His stupid Crocs. Those well, hey, guys. Peter Forsberg made a fucking billion off him, I think. So good for Stutzy's Stutzy's pouring money into his account. Thanks a lot, Biz. I really appreciate it, buddy. Hey, great chat with you, buddy, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. I want to give my sincere thanks to Biz for taking time out of his absolutely crazy schedule to come on my podcast and relive some of those great memories. You know, the big dog helping the small dog. Legit. So, so cool. This is where I usually promo the guest and tell you how to find him, but that'd be absolutely stupid since the guy has like 1.1 million followers on Twitter and Chicklets is absolutely on fire, so I won't do that. What I will do is thank Manscaped for the support and remind you that you get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code DUSTY70 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com and use the code DUSTY70. It's time to shave those balls, eh? (laughs) Well, that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Like, share, and all that good stuff if you did. Have an awesome day, man. And remember, stay safe, stay connected, and God bless.